Otani is staying, and the Halos are buyers, so what do we have to offer? Let's talk about potential trade pieces. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review, just like Jay Brosk did recently. He's a uh, listener, Johnny, from New Jersey, loves Mike Trout, loves the show. That's why he is paying attention to the Angels. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, it's our second season here at Lockdown Angels, and we're talking Angels baseball every Monday through Friday. The only place you can get daily Angels baseball coverage that's more than just where Otani's going to get traded and and Mike Trout. We actually know players beyond Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. How about that, Mike? <laughs> right, yeah, like, and that's the that's the thing when you hear anything about the Angels, you never hear anything about anybody else besides Mike Trout and mostly Shohei Otani. And so here you get history and you get the goods and you get, you get front everything. office stuff. You get everything from everything Super you Halo could Bros. ever want from Absolutely. the Super Halo Bros. Hey, on today's show, we're talking about the potential players the Halos have the ability to trade and get pieces back. Now that they're considered buyers and they're making a playoff push, Mike, we're saying that because the news came out yesterday that the Angels are all in. Shohei Otani is off the market the trade market ladies and <laughs> he he is uh he's staying for the remainder of the season and the angels want to make a playoff push let's talk about that first yeah let's talk about that so um we had some information that was shared about uh Shohei Otani and that information had to do with first his spot in the rotation and and because they didn't have a game yesterday they decided that they're going to move him to pitch game one of today's game and not mm-hmm. friday against toronto uh, the angels decided that hitting two games on thursday and then traveling was too much for otani before the day that he pitches in fact nevin said as always it revolves around what's best for shohei yeah. because of who he is and what he does on an everyday basis who is going to look out for shohei otani the way that the angels look out for shohei otani right. that's what i want to know what right. team could possibly do that <laughs> and jeff fletcher actually tweeted about that johnny he said this nevin quote about how they shuffle the rotation is instructive in finding a reason why Otani may want to stay hmm. on the Angels. And from the very beginning, the Halos have always done what's best for Shohei. And what's best for Shohei is they've asked him, what do you want to do? And yeah. I love that. And that doesn't mean that other teams won't do that, but the Angels have done that from the very beginning. And yes. then speaking of Otani, you mentioned it. Tom Verducci had an article on SI.com. He said that Shohei's off the trade market, according to familiar sources in the Angels' decision-making department. So uh, wasn't Roger Lodge? <laughs> no, absolutely not. There's cars <laughs> in the parking lot this morning. Certain cars in certain spaces. <laughs> He'll never live that down. Uh, with, you know, obviously the Angels are are four games out of a wild card spot, and they're going to make a push for. Uh, the playoffs. Verducci said the Angels not only took Otani off the trade market, but will also be buyers. Here's a couple of uh, interesting things from the article, Johnny. First of all, Angels were teetering on being buyers or sellers as recently as July 16th. And then when they blew the seven to five ninth inning lead against uh, Houston and then 
ended up losing nine to eight. Uh, they were they were struggling and not sure not sure what they wanted to do. Dropped two games under 500. They began to field some calls about Otani, mm-hmm. and what was offered were minor league players, but not top prospects. And so mm. that didn't produce any sort of conversation. Essentially, the trade pieces for Shohei were not the best pieces, and so I found that really interesting. Right? Like like why would you not offer? the best pieces and maybe it's because it's going to be a rental and there's no guarantee that he's going to stay. What do you think? I I mean, look, this, this to me is shocking that the deals were not that great because number one, I think about a team like the Orioles. Now we don't know if they were involved or not. We, we know that there was talks that they reached out, the diamondbacks reached out. So of course you're going to want some top prospects, especially if you're getting from the Orioles system and what's funny to me is that the Orioles, they're going to the playoffs, Mike. Yeah. Okay. They're going to the playoffs. But if you want to win a World Series, you add Otani to that equation, mm. it's almost a guaranteed trip to the World Series, if not winning the whole dang thing. Yeah. But yeah. the Orioles are in a position where they have all these great prospects on the team now, and they could almost field a second team of great prospects behind Correct. the major league roster. So I'm really shocked that it started with low-level prospects that weren't good enough. Uh, I, I'm very surprised by that, especially when you consider all of the uh, the articles out there that preached hypothetical trade situations right. for Shohei Otani. Right. It's funny to me that journalists who came up with those and speculated on it did better than front offices around the league. I mean, maybe this is just the angels way of spinning things. And we'll find out later that no, the Orioles did offer Jackson holiday, right? So yeah, maybe, maybe that's part of it too. We'll have to wait and see there. But again, that news immediately is surprising to me. Yeah. I think this is actually probably the major piece that we want to pay attention to and probably a part of why they're not trading him. This is from ESPN sources have said that Otani would prefer to stay with a team for the stretch run and that Moreno would have no shot at bringing him back as a free agent. If he were to instead trade Otani to another team, Yeah, it makes sense why he would keep him. Right. And then we've been talking about that on the show as well. Like, like it, there's always this ideal situation you trade them and then you re-sign them and have a conversation beforehand. And I know that everybody's thrown that out there, but the reality is, is you're dealing with humans and you're dealing with Otani and for two months, you're going to trade him and he's going to go to a brand new place, learn a brand new team and then a brand new city. And then doesn't mean he's actually going to the playoffs. Doesn't mean he'll actually perform well, all of those factors. And then to go into free agency and to sit down with Perry Manassian and Artie Moreno and go, Nah, man, you you traded me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you like sent me away. It makes sense why they why they wouldn't do that. And then speaking of trades, Johnny, something you and I have mentioned on this show is that the Angels are in a market in the market for a starter and a relief pitcher. And and then there's one last tweet from Jeff Fletcher, and then I'd love to get your thoughts. He actually said, considering that Artie did an extensive one-on-one interview with Tom Verducci in spring training, the report from Verducci comes with a little bit more heft, a little bit more weight right. uh, that most would at the trade deadline surrounding Otani. So, Johnny, are you ready? Like, is this <laughs> is this it? Are we are we are we going all in for the first time since are you 2015? Ready? Dun, dun. <laughs> Break it down. Yes. Uh, for the nerds out there who understood that reference, thank you. Um, <laughs> listen, Mike, I, I I have to say that when you think about this whole situation on trading Otani, not trading Otani, if it blows up in Artie Marino's face and they don't make the playoffs, good, because hmm. then. 
what's the incentive to keep this team at that point? I yeah. think, honestly, Otani's the golden goose. Yeah. Right. And I know that Artie Marino is looking at the dollar signs that he'll miss out on if Otani's not here for two more months. And I think that has everything to do with it. I think it yeah. has everything yeah. to do with it. And once Otani's gone, I know we still have Trout and we have exciting players. You and I will still be here because we love the Angels, right? Yeah. It's been awesome to watch Otani do what he does and give us something to cheer for over the last six seasons where there hasn't been much to cheer for. Yeah. But for Artie Marino, I don't think that's enough. I think that might be the breaking point, to be honest. And so if they go all in, great. I think Perry Manassian has done a great job of making the right deals and making the right trades. Who would have thought Mike Moustakis would be a contributor to this right. team? Even Escobar, right? Even Escobar and Moose being the leader that he's been in the locker room. I mean, I hadn't thought about Mike Moustakis since he was a Royal. I, I didn't right. even realize he was on the Rockies he was still when playing? we traded. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. still playing. He's not retired. Yeah. So all of that to say, I, I have confidence in Perry Manassian to go out there and do the right thing and move the right pieces. And we'll talk yes. about some of the pieces that he could move yes. here coming up. But at the same time, I I hope we I hope we succeed. That's yes. the first thing. Yeah. But the second thing is if we don't succeed, this might finally be the eject button we need to get mm. out from under Artie Marino. What do you think? Yeah, interesting point. Here's what I would say to you and what I would say to Angel fans. Going all in means going all in. Like we can't go and get a reclamation pro project. We can't no. get a change the scenery guy. We have to go get somebody that is a change the narrative guy. Mm -hmm. We have to go get somebody that, man, that has just completely altered our starting rotation. That has completely altered our bullpen. And we're going to have to give up some pieces for that. So when it does happen, I'm confident like you are in Perry Manassian. He's made some really good moves. When it does happen, we have to cheer it. We can't be bummed about it, right? It's like, going to hurt. I get it. it. That's the thing. That's we. I guess we could be bummed about it. It's going to hurt, though, because it'll probably be some people that we've really been looking forward to seeing or that we've seen and maybe are looking forward to their future. So you got you to gotta push all the way in. You can't say, well, at least try to stay under that. No, no, no. Artie, you got you to gotta just say, like, let's go. Let's go get the guy. Let's go pay the money. Let's go do the prospect thing or whatever they need to do. And, and it's got to be a game-changing type of player for this team in the starting rotation and in the bullpen. I am interested in next month because of how difficult it's going to be, and I know a lot of people have brought that up. But the fact yeah. that the Halos are treading water, and, or should say keeping their head above the water right now yeah. without guys like Trout and Drury and maybe even Ben Joyce and Sam Bachman in the bullpen, and they're pulling it off. Yeah. I think that they're only going to get better if they buy and they get those pieces back. And maybe even Logan will hoppy soon, which would be sure really incredible. Hey, and, and, and speaking of the schedule real quick, yeah. speaking of the schedule, we're playing the Braves coming up soon. John, they got yeah. swept by the Red Sox. And, right. and, and I mean, so you just never know what's going to happen. So we yeah. can't be so intimidated by what's coming up. We got, again, one game at a time. Let's see how we do. We have two games today. Let's focus on that. And we could get out of this series with at least one more win would be great. But if we could take both, that's really going to set us up well for the weekend. Speaking of the series, the Angels are back at it today. 10, 10 Pacific time. AM <laughs> yeah. and they're having a double header because yesterday's game got delayed. So here's how it's going to go down 10, 10 Pacific time. They're going to play game one, 
40 minutes after game one, they will play game two. Mike and I are going to cover both of those games on tomorrow's show. And if you want to tune in, you can do so by tuning in to SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you have to do is search Angels, and you can catch every single pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast there. Hey, coming up on Locked On Angels, now that the Angels are buying, who are some of the trade pieces that they could use to buy what they need? We'll talk about all of that coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Ibotta. You're picking up some burgers and hot dogs for that summer barbecue. Why not do that and get some cash back? And you can with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods to help you beat inflation no matter what you're purchasing. And by the way, did you know that Ibotta users earn $120 per year? Like there's there's the incentive, Johnny. Can the Angels use Ibotta when they're buying players and get some cash back? <laughs> Let's get some cash back. I don't Let's know. Do Send it. this to Perry while I do the ad. Uh, that, that could cover the cost of maybe a, a brand new player for the Angels. That's fantastic. For you, it could cover a shopping trip. It could cover a flight that maybe you're taking or wanting to take or the game that you want to go to or dinner that you're craving. Other apps give you points, but that doesn't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back and you get that cash back right to your bank account, to your PayPal or on a gift card. And using Ibotta is simple. You either link your loyalty account or you upload a receipt after you shop and you can get cash back. It's that easy. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying it. Use the code MLB when you register. Go to the App Store, Google Play Store, or download the free Ibotta app and use our code MLB. Once again, that's Ibotta in the Google Play Store or the App Store and use our code MLB. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, don't forget, we've got a doubleheader today. So Mike and I are going to be taking care of covering that for you, let you know everything that happened. Shohei Otani starting game one. Patrick Sandoval is starting game two. Hopefully the Angels can go out there and win both of those. That would be really nice before they head up to Toronto across the border. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. All you got to do is search angels all right johnny let's talk about the ready now trades that the angels could make right now they've got some major league talent that's expendable and Mm -hmm. and when we bring these up these are scenarios where the angels and a trade partner could use an upgrade at a specific spot or Mm -hmm. perhaps pieces with with maybe some years of control um but they're still going to help the major league team so Mm -hmm. let's talk about some potential one-for-one swaps. Why don't you get us started? Yeah, I think the first guy that comes to mind here is Hunter Renfro, considering he's a free agent after this season. He's somebody that could add some more pop to a lineup. And Mike, I looked it up. He's slugging 431 right now. And in his best years, which even going back to last year, I think it was around 493. I even think with the Padres at one point, or no, maybe the Brewers, or maybe even... The Red Sox, it was it was at 503. You or covered all like that. <laughs> yeah, those are all all five teams. Uh, but listen, he's slugging 431 right now. Yeah. There are a lot of teams out there who need some pop. I looked it up and I looked at their slugging percentages. The Padres are 15th in the in all of major leagues wow. baseball in slugging. The Brewers are 27th. And then Mike, the Giants are hmm. 21st. So 
perhaps there's a move that could be made there and put Hunter Renfro in the outfield for the Giants. Now, before we talk about why he's expendable, why don't you talk about Taylor Ward? Yeah, Taylor Ward's controllable through 2026. July, he's been pretty great. He's got over a 1,000 OPS, 69 plate appearances, three home runs, 13 RBIs, 11 walks, uh, only 11 Ks in those 69 plate appearances. That's huge for Taylor Ward. Johnny, I guess the question would be, would you be comfortable giving up Ward despite the control that you have over him for at least the next three years? I'm at a point now where I watch Taylor Ward play in the outfield and on the bases, and you and I have talked about this several times. It's, It's a mentality issue, and it's a... It's a baseball instincts issue where Mm. it seems like all these Billy Epler guys are performing one way. Then you see Perry Manassian guys come up from the minors and they perform another way. And you're like, Ooh, I like that. Mike, I want more Zach Nettos and less Taylor Wards, right? Yep. Now I want more Mickey Moniacs when he comes up and makes a mistake. He comes right back and tries to fix the mistake immediately. Right? Yeah. And, and Taylor Ward, I mean, he's having a hot July. So I think that there's some incentive there to, by him if you're yeah. somebody trying to upgrade in the outfield. But here's why I think both Hunter Renfro and Taylor Ward are expendable. The Angels have an outfield surplus. Mm-hmm. They have Mike Trout returning soon. They have Trey Cabbage who can play first base and the outfield. Mickey Moniak has to play every single day. Yep. And Joe Adele can factor into the mix when he's healthy. Perhaps he is uh, a fourth outfielder, maybe he's playing right field, something like that. So once he's back, I think that that's good. Now, my question for you is, are Renfro and Ward part of what makes this team good, and are we going to regret losing them if we're making a playoff push? What I think Renfro brings is, I know that his numbers don't say it, but I think he brings a solid veteran experience in the mm-hmm. outfield defensively. Yeah, his really good defense. His replacement doesn't have the arm that he has. Right. And... I think that he is a he's a streaky guy and he's been on a really down streak. So he might be in that streaky like upswing soon. And so that's the potential of what we might lose. With Taylor Ward, I, I think he's kind of streaky as well. But my my gut says if you get rid of Taylor Ward, you trade him for an arm and it's a really good arm. Mm-hmm. I think that Taylor Ward's stats will be more like uh, who's the guy that was drafted before Mike Trout that he's kind of jumped around? Grichuk. Yes. I think he'll be like Randall Grichuk. I think he'll, mm. he'll probably have a, another season of 20 home runs and things like that, but he'll probably bounce around a bit because yeah. I don't think that he's like like a pillar for this team, who yeah. I think might actually be a pillar for this team that I think is a really good incentive to trade is Joe Adele, Johnny. Mm. Why don't you talk about Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Adele is controllable through 2027. So the yeah. end of the 2027 season, he adds immediate power to a lineup now four years of control for like a starting rotation piece that the angels could get some control over here's what i was thinking perhaps with the pirates you could replace obviously connor joe who is fine he's not lighting up the the charts right he's in right field currently for the pirates now could joe adele factor into the pirates outfield in the future would a David Bednar or Mitch Keller be on the table for the Pirates, considering they both have years of control. So maybe it's a a swap there, like a one-to-one controllable swap. Now, perhaps the Marlins might be a good trade partner for Joe Adele. Peter Pratt from Locked on Marlins, he hosts the show. He was big on the idea of adding Joe Adele before the season started. Yeah, The Marlins are fighting for a wild card spot, and they really could use the outfield help right now. 
they could deal a starter out of their rotation to us and then bring up Yuri Perez to finish out the season. They sent him down to kind of control his innings pitch and stuff like that because I think that they're saving him for a big late-season push. So perhaps Joe Adele might be under consideration by the Pirates or the Marlins. Mm. And then maybe if the Angels package Joe Adele with perhaps Griffin Canning, mm. who's controllable for a couple more years, 2026, it could be an upgrade to the starting rotation. Mm-hmm. I love Griffin Canning. I really do. And I know he's been pitching really well. Yeah. But if we can get a really strong veteran guy maybe for uh, the next couple of years and have Joe Adele and Griffin Canning in that trade, I, I'd i be in for that. What about you, Johnny? I, I Mike, I'd even take a rental for Griffin Canning. Okay. Because then you have the opportunity to reconsider your rotation in the offseason and think about some of the arms that you have going there, like Sam Bachman or Chase Silseth and – and, you know, kind of adding to that, depending on what happens with Shohei. Um, so I think it gives everybody an opportunity to kind of reset the rotation, knowing that you're going to have Detmers, Anderson, and Sandoval in that rotation. Then you kind of figure if if Otani's not here, then you're back to a five-man, and you can add two more guys from the minors. You can add a free agent in the offseason. So even if we got a rental for Griffin Canning, I think I would be okay with that, especially if it's a guy with postseason experience coming in and being a nice one-two punch with Shohei Otani. All right, Johnny, let's talk about the prospects that the Angels could trade. If they're trading with a team that's selling, here's some of the names that they could offer. The first is Edgar Caro. He's a Mm -hmm. catcher. He's the number two prospect in the Angels system. He got taken out of the game on Tuesday night, and everybody freaked out. Everybody freaked out. What happened to Edgar Caro? But he was back, so nothing happened. (laughs) He's he's 65th in the top 100 prospects. Uh, By the way, Ohapi is 29. The only Um, two we have in the top 100. He's a catcher, John, Mm -hmm. and because... Having Ohapi, it might mean that somebody like Kiro is expendable. Although having both of those guys behind the dish on the same team actually might be pretty fantastic. That and if Shohei isn't cool. around, maybe one of these guys DHs while the other guy catches, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, Kiro's expected about 2025, so he'll probably need another season. Uh, but to to dream on those two together behind the dish would be pretty cool. Mike, yeah. does it hurt to let Kiro go to another team, especially considering he's one, our number two prospect, and two, one of two prospects we have in the top 100. Yeah, I think that that's why you have them, right? And and because mm. because they've drafted so well and they've done well in the international draft, I think I think he is somebody that's expendable because you have Logan Ohapi and you mm. have him on the major league roster. And I think that Logan, what he, we saw at the early part of the season is, is who he is. And mm-hmm. gosh, it, have him backed up by Matt Theis for the next few years. I think we're good to go, Johnny. Yeah, especially the way Matt Theis has been performing this season. I think it was exactly what he needed. Yeah. Um, but if Logan Ohapi is your your main catcher and, and Theis is your backup, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. It reminds me of like Chris Iannetta and Bobby Wilson there for a while. Like you had Chris Iannetta was reliable every day kind of guy. And then every now and then you had Bobby Wilson hit and, and Matt Theis is a good hitter at the end of the day. And he's a lefty bat, which is also intriguing. Mike, how about Kai Bush? Why don't you tell us about him? Yeah. Kai Bush Bush is the uh, number three prospect in the angel system. 
big, tall, left-handed starting pitcher. He's got a really good ceiling on him. He's expected to maintain high velocity in his pitches. He's got a fastball up to 96. Um, He definitely figures to be a starter in the future, not a could-be starter or a bullpen guy, but actually somebody that I think we can really rely upon. Um, I I like him, John. I I really Mm -hmm. like him. I would be sad to see him go, but if they make a trade for somebody pretty significant to this team, I'd love to see it. Yeah, you know, I I think that he pegs to be like a three in a starting rotation. Yeah. And and if if he goes, I think that would be kind of the biggest gut punch for me out of everybody that we've talked about so far. But uh, but yeah, I think Kai Bush is certainly on the table. Another guy on the table is Kyron Paris, who's the number seven prospect in the Angel system, middle infielder. Um, and and here's the thing, Mike, he's known for his tremendous speed. He, I think he's got 30-plus bags in yeah. the minors right now, and that also helps him out in the infield. Is he expendable? Because right now he's 21. He'll be 22 in November. There's plenty of room for him to grow, and he could arrive as soon as next year. Mike, are we in a position to give up these middle infield guys that we might be excited about? It always seems like we can find those guys – every time we look for him and we've got Mm. a few in the middle infield right now, I get like having those guys come up is great. But I think that when you have a lot of them, it's good because it gives you the leverage to be able to make trades like Denzer Guzman, who is the number four prospect in the angels system. He's a strong middle infielder, play shortstop, but he's also a little bit slower and he could potentially be somebody that's a power hitting second baseman. Hey, listen, look, we record this and it's trade season and anything could happen. Mike breaking news. The Los Angeles angels are finalizing a deal to acquire right-hander Lucas Giolito and right-handed reliever, Ronaldo Lopez, holy cow, Edgar Caro and left-hander Kai Bush. So there you go. (laughs) Lucas Giolito and and uh, uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Wow. Yeah, reliever. I love it. This is our this is our reaction, friends. So here I love you go. it. <laughs> Johnny, I love it. I think that All that's right. fantastic. Should we wrap? <laughs> I, I think it's a great move. I think it's a great move having Giolito on this team. I think he's going to be a great starter for us. And I know that we kind of hit him hard when we played against him, but I think that this is going to be a playoff that's run for him. Johnny, huge. I love it. Harry Manassian. Well done, and, and Listen, Edgar Caro, we just talked about it, right? We, we have Logan O'Hoppy, and then with yeah. Kai Bush. I love Kai Bush, but we've got a strong lefty in Reed Detmers and Patrick Sandoval. I think that that's why you have those pieces, John. That's why you have them there, and yeah. that's why you make that move. That's an all-in move. We yep. got Lucas Giolito, Mike. We talked about the other day that we got to compete with the Diamondbacks and the, and the Dodgers for Giolito because there's interest from there. Yeah. Holy heck, this is our our first response friend. Yep. So you know what I'm going to do? This is a little behind the scenes note that this, this is going up today. This is going up Wednesday <laughs> night and it will be there in the morning for yeah. everybody who tunes in in the morning. But, but this video is going up now. It's got to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, this is why you make locked on angels. Your first listen of the day. That's right. And we're here. This is our natural reaction. I love, I love this, Johnny. I was yeah. waiting for it. I'm, I'm like holding my phone. Cause I thought something like this would take place. Yeah. Wow. So good. Listen, the Angels are playing a doubleheader today, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and. And, and yeah, uh, that game starts at 10-10, so maybe you've already watched it or you're getting ready to watch it. And then the second game is going to be 40 minutes after the conclusion of the first game, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. I wonder if 
if somebody in the rotation is going to be moving. Like we talked about Griffin Canning. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens in the next 24 hours. Goodness gracious. That's exciting. Hey, follow us at Locked on Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, if you're on YouTube, comment below the video. Again, you got our natural reactions yeah. to that. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? We're going to recap both of those games. And then we're going to talk in depth about the trade that the Angels made with the White Sox. That's tomorrow on Locked on Angels. All right, friends. Thanks for being here with us. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. This is fun. <laughs> this is great. Hey, we're buyers. Bi- <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs>